This podcast is proudly sponsored by Pentec, Washington's best option for concrete floor coatings. Hello and welcome to Foundation Nation. I'm your host, Matthew Cote, high school educated, master of nothing and gifted with the knowledge of wealth a lot. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, the crumbles and the cracks. And yes, I'm talking about your home's foundation, but we're also going to be talking about foundations of life. So join us as we explore with our guests, foundations of your home and the foundations of life. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to go on an adventure. This is going to be great today. We have a Minnesotian, Minnesotian, Vikaninian, yeah. fro- frozen Lakeaninian, <laughs> uh, Jesse with us today. And we're going to kind of talk about, you know, the economy and the world, the local economy in Minnesota, and a little bit about the local economy here and get his take on what what he's seeing you know it's it's a nice cloudy day in SeaTac, washington underneath the airport watching the planes fly away to nice sunny places that we're not so tell us a little bit about yourself uh well my name is jesse treble uh as you said i live in minnesota i'm kind of uh central minnesota so i'm not right in the twin cities okay um I've been in the foundation repair business for, well, since 1991, so 32 years, something like that. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and uh, also I grew up in a, my mom and dad ran a foundation repair company, so I grew up that way. uh, They started in the 70s. In the 70s. In the 70s, yeah, so we've been at this for quite a while. Doing drainage and bill bottoms. Pretty much. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So fixing basements. Otherwise, uh, I'm a father and a husband. I've been married for, it'll be 27 years, coming up here in the on the 18. 27 years. I know, That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Are you proud of that? I am very proud of that. Marriage yeah. is a thing, right? It is a thing, yeah. yeah. And it's not always a good thing, but most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but geez, what, what does it feel like, 27 years? What is that? What is your, when you when you think about it, what is your primary feeling for for that? You know, I'm just surprised because I feel like I'm a young guy yet, and I just don't know where the time went. Yeah. It just seems like it all went so fast. It's just a snap of the finger, and all of a sudden, you got gray hair, and you're celebrating your 27th anniversary, and your kids are like men that can beat you up. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can put the squeeze on us now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm a father of two boys, 18 and 20-year-olds, mm-hmm, both in college. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're just recent empty nesters. So that's a whole new thing, too, because mm-hmm. we have all this uh, kind of freedom. We're not running from sporting events and right. school events, and, and our lives don't uh, revolve around those kids all the time anymore. Right, right. So that's what was really an eye-opening thing. It's just like we look at each other and we're like, wow, we could do anything. <laughs> Scary or exciting or? A little of both. Yeah. And okay. I think especially for her, because I'm I'm uh, career-driven. Right. And she was really, and, and she works in the business too, and we, we started it together and grew it together, And uh, but she was really focused on the family on, mm-hmm. and on the boys. Mm-hmm. And um, so now all of a sudden it's like she's out of a job, out of her yeah. full-time job. You yeah, know? yeah. So what's it, what, what's, what, a little bit about what's it like, well, tell us a little bit about your company first, just a teensy little speck. Okay. So the 
thousand mile view of it is we have one business that fixes basements in Minnesota and some of the surrounding states. So we go into North and South Dakota and uh, Wisconsin. Okay. And so we fix like wet basements and structural issues and settling issues and that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and because, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, um, I've always been a uh, uh, a tinkerer. I think there's always a better way to do something. And I found that industry standard was really lacking in our industry and I needed better stuff. And I searched everywhere from all the suppliers and uh, I couldn't find the stuff I wanted to use to fix basements. I wanted to feel really good about it. I wanted to know that I'm doing the very, very best for our customers and then I would never have anything to worry about. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not smart enough to lie to people because I just wouldn't remember my lie and I wouldn't be able to remember my cons. So maybe it's just, maybe I'm not an honest guy. I'm just insecure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I knew there was better ways to do things. And I currently have, uh, I believe, five patents and all of our products are proprietary to us. And so we basically designed all of our stuff to be the very strongest, the easiest to install and give the customer the very, very best solution. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we, our second business is a manufacturing facility and we manufacture all that stuff. And I'm blessed to know people like you mm -hmm. that um, see that we have quality stuff and then we can do business with each other and make each other's lives better mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And, and the name of your company? Uh, Safe Basements. And it's not a shout out to it, but we do install the stuff and I can't tell you out of my little 25 years that I've been doing it that it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, thank you. That I mean, means a you lot. Know, just, uh, it, uh, you know, the, the effort and work that you put into it is just, it's, it's really, it's, it's kind on the crews for the installation and it's, and it's reliable for the customers. So we don't, I don't want to turn it into an infomercial about safe basements. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about, you know, relaxing stuff, but I, it's impressive. You've done well and, you know, I'm proud of you know, being able to work with you guys is super awesome. And we feel the same way. And thank yeah. you very much. Cause that means a lot, especially coming from you. So, so thank you. I want to know a little bit about what it's like growing up in Minnesota, but I also want to, and I don't, I just want to touch on it. Cause I want to know kind of what's the economy looking like right now. So if you could tell us a little bit about what it's like growing up in Minnesota and then kind of maybe move into the local economy and what you're kind of seeing and sensing. Sure. So, I'm a country boy. I, I, I grew up around farms and in the woods and open areas, so I don't have a lot of uh, experience in the Twin Cities other than uh, I work there and have family there and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the whole George Floyd thing and everything that exploded, um, it just destroyed a lot of hardworking people's businesses, and the crime rate is up, and, and it's just I don't think the people running those cities are doing a very good job at all. Um, Inflation's going through the roof, and they're re-electing these mayors, and um, they're doing a horrible job. I just, I, I can't even fathom doing such a poor job in keeping your, and having employment. <laughs> you know, I just don't understand, is it, what do you, why do you think uh, people that are in charge of the regulations or stuff like this of the country, county, city, whatever, they do a poor job, but they get reelected. 
They, yeah. I'm sorry. They get reelected. Why? What is? What is? What are? What are we missing? I don't understand. I, I think our system needs to be tweaked. I, I feel like term limits are, would be a huge improvement, and it's, and serving in office should be an honor earned by honorable people that have accomplished things in this world. Yeah. Not lifelong parasites that mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. just. They have a nice smile and they, uh, you know, do whatever they're told. And I feel like lobbyists should go away and businesses shouldn't be able to buy the government. Hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of flaws in our system. I think uh, America's the the greatest country in the world and we need to tweak a couple things. Sure, sure. Um, what does it look like for do you do you think uh, do you think your your boys are going to stay in Minnesota and raise families there? Or? You know, we, we travel your, around and they always say things like, oh, I think I'd re- I'd like to live here. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, what, what does their future look like in your eyes? What does well, it look like? They're both very interested in the business. Okay. And they're both going to business school right now. Okay. Which I'm glad that they're going to two different schools so they can kind of combine knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see myself be able to step away and they take over at some point. Yeah. And uh, that would be my optimal plan, but mm-hmm. I don't want to push them into that. Right, um, right. I think it would be good for them to travel. I wouldn't mind even seeing them go to states where we don't have customers and open a shop mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. F- feel like what it's like to start something from the ground up right. and then maybe sell it or, you know, come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, after, after you said that, it made me think of something. The... Uh, um, there's been a thing that's been happening around here. I don't know if it's a, if it's a national thing, but it's a, a local thing that I've noticed is a lot of, including my dentist, my former dentist, um, they're getting bought out by companies from other countries, and then they bring in another dentist, but they keep the original owner to kind of PR it for a while, like a year or six months or something, and they're going around buying all these dentists, and they're turning it into a money machine and not a people machine or it's, a people thingy. You know, it's these venture capitalist groups are doing this. This and, is it uh, seems really. But we're seeing it in our industry a lot. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. You just brought up Dennis because of my toothache, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no just problem. Just keep smiling. Just made it just throb keep a little. Smi- <laughs> it's like Dorian in uh, Nemo. You know. Just, oh yeah. Just keep smiling. Just, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, I I think you know it's it's there's definitely you know I don't know if it's a dangerous thing for the world economy but I certainly feel like there's change in the air and I hope it's a there positive is. thing for our kids I do I and I honestly I, I worry about the next generations yeah. I mean I work ethic things and mm-hmm. living on video machines and all that kind of stuff is hard but yeah just the structure of our economy I mean uh, I live in in farm country and there is no small family farms anymore it's all bought out by big giant corporations and, and who, but who runs them the same people that used to run them they're basically work for these corporations now or these giant oh. farmers hmm. um hmm. but and we see it in a lot of things in in our foundation repair industry which is um you know we all know who the players are around the country it's sure. not that big of a uh, there's not just not that many of us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um we see uh Groundworks, for instance, going around buying up as many people as they mm-hmm. can buy up, mm-hmm. and it's becoming this enormous corporation. Right, right. And um, you know, so it's it's kind of interesting. It, it's I don't I can't tell you if like Groundworks or the dentist situation is good or bad. I can just tell you it's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those things where you just gotta kind of wait and see. 
Yep. You know, and the the ocean was filled one drop at a time. You know, <laughs> you don't really know what you do today, what it'll do tomorrow. You know, it definitely has an impact. Though. It has an I impact. Mean, there's that what kind? ripple effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's been what's been on your mind besides fishing and hunting and your tooth? <laughs> Uh, well, my tooth is really standing out lately. <laughs> yeah. What what has been? What have you been tinkering around with? What is? Uh, I've always got stuff I'm building in my shop and, okay. and new new ideas and things we can implement. We did uh, just buy a bunch of equipment uh, so to enhance our capabilities at our manufacturing facility. Oh, exciting! Yeah, exciting. So that's really cool. Um, the other things just kind of our inflation is really freaking me out a little bit yeah because what's, it's what? crazy i had i honestly i had to get a book and read about it yeah i saw that <laughs> i, I want to borrow that book yeah from you. <laughs> i read that book twice and i and i'm still finding surprises in it it's like yeah. a where's waldo thing it, inflation it goes all the way to real bad well and what's crazy is so um i had a financial guy telling me the other day he said they're telling us it's seven percent and that's the most since the late 70s yeah but it's actually more like 30 percent because if you go to the manu- uh, manufacturer's index and look at what they're paying, we haven't seen the full impact right. of those prices being pushed forward yet. Right. And so uh, along with that, in order to hedge inflation, they're going to have to raise interest rates. And that may slow the housing market down. Um, in our industry, what I've seen when the housing market slows down, though, is people decide to fix their basement and add square footage that way. So it kind of helps that way, mm-hmm. too. I don't mm-hmm. know. Have you noticed that? Same I've thing? noticed that. And I've... And I, I'll throw a little. I'll throw a theory out there. Okay. Uh, let me see. I think I even have a sound for that theory. Let's see. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I was thinking this and that. You know, and uh, uh, China owns half a TikTok. Yeah. I thought they owned it all. Uh, well, they own. They, they they clearly own half of it. The other half, I don't know what's going on. Oh. You know, it's. I, I'm not sure if it's a company that China owns that's owned by. It, but it's in America. So I don't really know how that all works, but they definitely own half. Okay. And the design, the the article that I read about it, it was designed specifically based off the goals of the, what is it, CCP? Is China Communist Party? Oh. I think it's CCP. Yeah. That's what, another ver, another way to call China. Right. But uh, it was really interesting because their their main thing was, we want to make this the most addicting thing there ever was. Oh, no. That's how. That's what we want to do, and we want to see what it does. Right. To distract, you know, uh, to distract other people while we are busy, you know, um, terrorizing their economy, and they're not paying attention. But and it's and it's yeah, it's kind of interesting theory, and I've heard it popping up at different podcasts and on the news and this and that. But then, yep. then now I'm looking looking at some other things, going, hmm, you know, this this uh, you know. Uh, kind of they want to they know that they can't build a a uh, computer chip facility but taking taiwan's would instantly give them 60 percent of the you know computer chips in the world kind of thing that's happening you know a little distraction mm-hmm. with russia and ukraine um our economy is definitely having some serious fluctuation um i've noticed that our economy is super weak yeah i mean it's now it's it's snow and ice and wind <laughs> that are you know and then the biggest thing that really you know for for our economy here that I've noticed is people don't want to work yeah that's a huge issue and when people don't want to work what what are they doing right and then I have my friend's teenager tell me when I'm driving them back to western saying 
yeah, I had to erase TikTok app because I, I would get on it at lunch and it'd be six o'clock at night. Oh my gosh. You know, and it's just, boom, time's gone. <laughs> you know, and he just kind of, uh, it, it's just a lot of, a, even if it's not a s- conspiracy, you know, even, even if it's just a bunch of dumb, stupid things that people are doing, it's still a lot of waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I am very nervous about the workforce that's coming on board you I know, agree. and currently in our environment because, you know, you just, you, you, it's, it's, it's rough right now. It right. really is. It's rough. It's just, you, you know, my, my teenager that's going to Western, my 18 year old Lance, he applied for uh, a grant on a computer with his counselor. And he said it took him like 10 minutes and that was it. And he got a $2,200 grant for free. You don't have to pay it back. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, why would you want to go get a job? Right. Everything's given. Why would you want to go get a job? Yeah. You know, I, I said, hey, you need to go get a job, you know, it, figure it out. You know, you should be, you're a college kid. You should be struggling. Yep. You should be playing video games and doing homework. Right. Right. You know, and he figured out, he just did, that's what he did. That's what they, that's not only what he did, but that's what he was recommended to do by his counselor. His counselors didn't say, here's a list of jobs, go, yep. you know, do an interview. He's like, no, let's log on to this site and get you a free 2200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, if it's all given free, why? what's the incentive to work? And and what's where's the self-respect that, that people, and, and just knowing that, it's like that uh, feeling of accomplishment when you finish a job and you can look at it and see it's done and, right. and you feel good and that. And is that all stolen from people who just sit on the couch? And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but society isn't teaching work ethic anymore. No, 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 it's not. I mean, there's definitely some good things coming out of it, you know. I have noticed, you know, we live in a, I don't, I don't know about Washington or uh, Minnesota, but in Washington there's a lot of, you know, um, hiking hiking yeah. close to the main, you know, the main um, cities and the main corridors that go from city to city and stuff. And I've noticed over the last mm, eight, 10 years, you know, you go to these places now and they're completely vacant. And, you know, you go there on the day on, on the day off, you go there on the popular days. There's there's people there, of course, and families and stuff. But for the most part, there's more people here and there's less people on the trails. <laughs> so they're being become more and more satisfied with the electronic situation. Have you heard of those Oculus? No. Oculus. So Facebook bought Oculus. Okay. It's the thing you put over your eyes. Oh, yes. And then you go to another world. Yep. You know, and... And they're selling real estate in that world. They are. Yeah, they Which are. Which is crazy. Yeah, I think uh, Snoop Double G Dog yeah. <laughs> bought a bunch of real estate there. Yep, and then people are trying to buy real estate next to them for crazy yeah. amounts of money yeah it, it, real estate it's not even air now we're buying we're buying uh well i don't even know what you describe about that but well it's all pretend that's I, a, you know if what? the power we, goes we out we need to hire that salesman I, <laughs> he's literally he's selling fake air yeah that's right that is <laughs> uh, absolutely it. Yeah. yeah wow yeah so uh, you know uh, facebook's poke at trying to get our kids addicted to social media by giving them these Oculus and putting cool games on there and people that they like and respect, you know? Right. So I don't, I don't really know about that, but I do know, you know, I mean, uh, when you put this thing on, you should try it out. Do you have one? Uh, we got three for Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the kids got them and then we took them all back. 
Oh, really? Yeah, as soon as I found out that it's connected to Facebook and everything, I found out. And, you know, they have four cameras on them, and, and they have audio, and they're really hard to turn off. And when they sit in your house, they just collect all that data. Yep. And now it's just cameras. Uh, it's just crazy. Do you do any social media personally? No, I don't. We have a Matt Vey Foundation Repair um, a Facebook account that's connected to you have to have a personal account to have a, like a commercial account. Yeah. So I have something on there and then it's but it's super regulated. Yeah. So and it's done by other people than me. Right. Um and uh I stopped posting I want to say like I'm going to say like a year ago and then I I went a little bit before like a couple of months then another year but I pretty much stopped. Yeah, I'm the same thing. We have a business one, and somehow that's tied to the personal one, yeah. but we don't post anything yeah. on it. Yeah. And I just never have. My wife never has. Yeah. We just, we don't, I don't need the world to know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't yeah. have that and, need. Well, you're and, smarter than me because I was targeted a few times. So that, oh. so I, I, I really regret, you know, having anything to do with it. Have you um, used DuckDuckGo as a search engine? No, but I know that that one doesn't or tries not to capture and save all your search history right but i'm not searching anything bad so i don't care well and it's not so much that it's more like so if i go look up oculus now because we just talked about it oh right and now we're gonna have commercials i'm gonna have ads coming for those so it's not even you know what you search it's just always being marketed to and that's what i i so i recently just did that i downloaded DuckDuckGo, and then it went to my uh camera and the maps and everything like that Mm -hmm. and i kind of really like it i kind of like knowing i'm not being watched whether that means anything or not i don't know yeah well i mean if you got a camera and a microphone and in your pocket (laughs) at all times you know right you kind of you get what you get yeah that's true they they certainly are making devices in such a way that they're they're so i mean i mean uh, to be honest you can go on an island with your with your family and just have that phone and a charger and run your whole company absolutely you know yep and absolutely how do you how do you is it what other device could run multi-million dollar companies in the history of humanity yeah, they don't even have near the technology in 1969 when they put a man on the moon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have you have four SpaceX rockets in your hands right there. Right. You right. Know? Well, here speaking of Minnesota, so in not too distant future, you and I will be in a fish house on the Canadian border running our businesses and yes, still getting sir. all the data we need. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Drilling all and pulling up some fishies. That's right. Yeah, well, what's, uh, what, what's so, you know, we're, we're what is this, 2022? I have a hard time remembering it. I for do, some too. Reason. And it's well, mostly two, twos. How it's all, yeah, <laughs> two, 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 two. <laughs> what's, your, what's your forecast? What are, you, what are you thinking about for as far as the economy? You know, as a, as a, Business owner, as you know, you're always trying to make decisions based on the, the just what's going on in the world. And I call it mumbo jumbo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm spending money where I need to, but I'm trying to be conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not thinking about adding crews. I'm in, in, my goal this year is to make everyone better. 
and right. get, you know, update some equipment, uh, continue to train, and just make all of our processes better. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. other years I'd be thinking, well, I'd like to, you know, grow 25% and do this, this, and this, and add this many crews. Mm-hmm. But just because the environment, I'm just kind of holding my breath a little bit. It's yeah. a wait and see yeah. at this yeah. moment. Have you guys created any type of, you know, through that book, Traction, it talks about lifeboats? Yeah. Have you guys done anything like that? And, and no, I feel like a lifeboat is to me, you know, they, 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 it's not traction. I'm sorry. It's, uh, the next, the next book after that, um, I forget the name, the, the title of it, but, uh, it talks about lifeboats. Sure. And, you know, designing a a what if plan, you know, and to me being an entrepreneur or a captain of industry or a CEO or whatever, you are the lifeboat, right? (laughs) You know, that's it. That's how I look at it. You know, like my, I've been through and I've made it through and, you know, a lot of challenges and I feel like my experience and my ability to continue on is the lifeboat that we have. Yep. Um, somebody told me a long time ago that the CEO is the only person in the company that's indispensable. Hmm. Yeah. You can fire everybody else. Can't fire the CEO. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. You can buy them out. You can buy them out though. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Uh, Here's my number. If you need to (laughs) call it, reach me. (laughs) Well, and I think the lifeboats that I personally, so, um, we grew our business. The first trucks we got, I dragged out of, uh, junkyards and basically put them together myself. How cool. And, um, we've always been scared of debt. So we like to pay cash, um, not carry much debt. But as you know, as we get to our size, you need to, you need to take some debt on to get to the next level. Um, but cash reserves are important. Um, our credit is everything. It's our reputation. So yeah. uh, really strong credit is a, is a nice lifeboat because that can get you out of things yeah. and yeah. just not being too burdened by debt. Uh, I, I do some consulting for other companies and one guy, he basically, he didn't like debt. So he his budget was all paying off. He had huge payments for every loan he had because he wanted to get them all paid off in uh, four years. Okay. I thought, well, that's great, but what if you wreck a transmission? Yeah. You don't have any cash left over at the end of the day. You're, you're, all you're doing is servicing debt. Um, so just knowing where, what level and being cash strong, I think is important in this, yeah. this yeah. time. Yeah. That's wise. That's wise words. Yeah. So, um, for fun. I, I, I love the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Are and you going to be doing any hunting coming up September? You got a big hunt next September. Yep. Yeah. I, so I am blessed. I have some really good hunting land that I live on and I'm always planting food plots for deer and cameras out everywhere and, mm-hmm. and watching. So September, uh, bow hunting starts. Oh, wow. And so I, I love bow hunting and I, I, it's mostly deer watching. I just sit there and watch deer because uh-huh. I'm always looking for that one special one that spe- never comes out yeah. <laughs> except for like midnight or something. I heard a story about you pulling a bow at like 97 pounds and it blew, the arrow blew up in your face. It did. It, it, it all went into my forearm. What the it heck? Just, yeah, it was a, a carbon arrow, which carbon was supposed arrow. to be super strong. Yeah. And it just shattered, just went into Ew, splitters. I bet and that just, felt good. Oh, it was terrible. Jeez. And the worst part was the the guy at the bow shop warned me about it too. He says, oh, "You're gonna an arrow's gonna explode and it's gonna 
tear your arm off someday. And, and <laughs> <laughs> luckily it didn't tear my arm off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, the, those, those compound bows are just, they can be intense. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't know how much power you're pulling behind those things. Right. You really don't. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I remember pulling one on about a, must've been about a six inch diameter spruce. The arrow went completely halfway through it. Did it really? The, oh, I, wow. the tip was sticking out about three quarters of an inch on the other side. <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah, man. that's a lot of power. I mean, that's a lot there. Yeah. And I was cranking it too. I wasn't far away. I was about 50 feet away, but man, it popped right through that thing. <laughs> so getting deer hunting. So how, do you got any, uh, I know you're a pilot. I am. The classification of your pilot license is called so I have my private pilot, and then I also have um, high-performance complex, which uh-huh. means uh, bigger, more than 300 horsepower and landing gear and cowl flaps, and just a more uh, harder airplane to fly. Okay. And then I also have my uh, IFR. So IFR stands for Instrument Flight Rules. So okay. it means that, so your private pilot license is VFR, so it's Visual Flight Rules. So it means basically... It, if you can see the ground, you're legal. Okay. Um, instrument means you fly off your instruments and you can fly through rain and, and fog and weather. Like okay. It seems like we have every day here in Seattle. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yes. Um, and that kind of takes you to a whole nother level. And what's cool about it is now it, it's, I felt like it was more about flying in the system. So all the big airplanes are flying in the system with air traffic control. Okay. When you fly air traffic, uh, IFR, you're in that air traffic control system. And so you're constantly talking to different, as as you go out from one region to the next, they're handing you off to the next guy. And they're talking to you and they're telling you things like, "Uh, there's a little traffic uh, at two o'clock, a thousand feet higher than you. And you say, yep, oh, I've got traffic in sight, 9566 Yankee. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's 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 more interesting, and you, so now uh, with the flying in that system, you can go places like you could go into Vegas or, you know, into the bigger cities. You can go to Orlando or whatever. Mm-hmm. We just flew down to Houston, Texas, and did a family vacation down there, and that was fun. Wow! And for me, it was a huge deal because as a pilot, it's been a lot of years of work to get to the point where you could actually take your family on a vacation in your own airplane. Right. It was really cool, and now I feel like I just can't go back. I can't yeah. get in a regular. Airplane, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's like, yeah. I remember being told, "Don't ever ride in a Cadillac." You know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Don't do it. Just stay yep. in a Silverado. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, what's your next airplane adventure? Um, well, I, I was hoping it would be coming here to, to okay. visit you, but okay. the weather just wasn't great, and I I didn't want to. You know, we kind of had time constraints, so I wanted sure. to make sure everything could be good. Sure. But um, I'm going to get tooth surgery on Tuesday. I'm hoping I get better and then we're going to fly up to our cabin and hang out for a little bit. Okay. Just Lori and I. So now would you be able to make it to like, I don't know, some Island somewhere that's warm? Oh yeah, absolutely. So with my airplane, if I do an economy cruise, it's Uh a a Piper Malibu. So it's a six seater airplane with oxygen. Um, and it's roomy. It's got a lot of, but it'll go 1300 miles. So and that's a quite straight a line. Yep. Yeah. On what on the fuel that I can carry. And people don't understand what thirteen hundred miles in an airplane is compared to thirteen hundred miles in a car. Right. You go much further. Yes. You actually go thirteen hundred miles. Literally. Yeah. Yep. And yep. a car goes three hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. 
Uh, so yeah, um, oh, I have one neat thing I'm doing, I've got coming up. So right before COVID, and uh, there again, I think that's another just big social experiment where they're conditioning us to or, obey. Or, and if it's not, somebody's getting paid some money for all this stuff. Right, right. That's, that's one thing. There's I know. Money. It's, it's coming down to money in my mind Yep. at this point. So I've always been an old country fan, old country music fan. Uh-huh. And um, Willie Nelson has a ranch down in Texas, and he has a small music event with um, just up-and-coming artists. Okay. And it's called the Luck Reunion, and it's literally at Willie's house. What? Yeah, and so you can put in for a drawing to get tickets. And every year they only let, like, I don't know, it's just a couple hundred people in. They have a a big potluck dinner the night before, and then they have music all day long the next day. And it's all these cool up-and-coming acts. And and, um, so it's really a neat thing. You just bring a blanket, sit on the ground, and there's horses walking around and stuff. (laughs) And so I was putting in for this thing for, like, four years. And finally I got drawn for yeah and it was in i think it was may of 2020 okay right when covid hit right (laughs) perfect yep so we were all excited we were gonna fly our own airplane down there and um go to the luck reunion and we had a place rented and all this stuff and then they canceled it of course and so now they're doing it this year so do you get to go with your tickets yeah so they i just got a notice that they're honoring my tickets and it's march and so we're gonna go down to willie's house in march (laughs) are they gonna do you think they'll let you take pictures i think so yeah wow that sounds crazy i know so i'm really excited about it i I have a willie nelson story so in washington there's a park in um bellevue washington and it's called uh uh, Maidenbau, uh, it's uh, uh, I forget the name of the park. But it's in Bellevue. Okay. And Willie Nelson goes to this uh, winery, and he does a does a little like probably three hundred people. Okay. Uh, concert, and he always wears that bandana, that American flag bandana. Right. Right. And I was up front, and or well, I wasn't exactly up front. I was in the VIP area, but I was close to the front on the side. Yeah. And and it was the second one I had been to. And he, um, I saw him get untying that bandana, getting ready to throw it in the crowd. Oh, really? And I was like, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and so I went up there, and and I'm not even kidding. It was in my palm of my hand, and I touched it, and this lady next to me yanked it out and ran no away. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't. It took me like 15 minutes, and I kept telling my wife, I'm going to go over there and beat her up. <laughs> She's like, and my wife's like, do it, get her. I was like, not for a bandana. Yeah, that's yeah. right, right. But I touched it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Had that's a sweat cool. on it and everything. <laughs> was he good? He was He was okay. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, at that time, he, it was more talking. Okay. Um, but Rascal Flats was there. Oh, nice. Nice. And I really like Rascal Flats. And then they also had some other act on that one that I never had heard of before. Um, that was the you know the opening acts were great yeah really nice. great but yeah he's 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 he did an hour and um, it was mostly him talking his lyrics oh yeah kind of thing and uh, you know he's an older gentleman now and right. stuff but he he did great job I mean he's moving around and you know <laughs> doing his thing and he talked to the crowd and you know yeah no I love Willie Nelson he's just he's an icon for sure yeah in the I don't even music. know if he's gonna play at the Luck Reunion. 
he might I not. assume he will, but I don't know it. Well, I'll tell you, his hands were, he had some, some arthritis or oh. something going on with his hands because I noticed, because I play guitar, and I noticed that he wasn't, he, he was kind of like pretending to play it. It wasn't oh, even amped wow. up or anything. It wasn't plugged in. Okay. So I think he, it was more for show. So oh. I'm not sure if he can even play guitar. Interesting. Uh, at all. And he did come out late because he wasn't feeling good, but then he came back out. So he's getting older. He's an yep. older guy. You know? yep. I mean, that's, that's people, I, I don't really, I don't think me and you and everybody else appreciate how much work it is to put, to go out there and sing with all your heart. Oh my gosh. You it must know? be exhausting. And can you imagine doing it when you're, how old is he? 400? <laughs> Somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> he invented music, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yep. Uh, so he's still got a ponytail. I wonder how old his ponytail is. Oh my gosh. You know, hair grows so slow when you get older, right? Yeah. yeah. That's probably a 400 year old ponytail right there. <laughs> yep. So we're getting close to the end and I wanted to, you know, give you a minute to kind of say whatever's on your mind anything you'd like to kind of end with you know hopes dreams um you know the the main thing is advice as long as your loved ones are happy and and we have food to eat at night and uh roof over our heads um we're all blessed and i think we have to keep that in mind that it's just important to be thankful for what we have yeah i think so we we all i I feel like everyone's guilty of always wanting more or feeling like they're getting the raw end of the deal or something like that and and we're just so blessed in so many ways and and to live in this country and uh, not have to worry about being shot and and robbed all the time and it's just it's an amazing place to be Mm -hmm. and uh just to be thankful i think is huge keep our gratitude higher than our expectations yep Yep. agree stay humble be thankful that's right all right well you heard it youngins out there straight from the man stay (laughs) humble and be thankful this is matthew cote with jesse and we're gonna go relax and think about other things maybe our tooth yeah yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna hold my face for a while yeah (laughs) yeah look out 2022 you guys have a good day and we'll see you next week This podcast was proudly sponsored by Pentec, Washington's best option for concrete floor coatings.